Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Shamanacast. This is episode. You know, I, like I, I keep doing this, and I, th- I feel like people might think I'm just putting this on. I genuinely cannot, for the life of me, remember episode numbers. You really uh, need to check before you start. I know it. I just escapes my mind. This is episode 23 of the Shamanacast. Um, and like I said, I, I, I genuinely forget these things. It's not, it's not an act. I'm not doing it as a joke. I genuinely airhead. Anyways, uh, I am your host, Sinstaku, also known as John, and with me today is... Pookie, also, also known as Holly. And nobody else, because uh, Shadow Course has things in Shadow quotes Course to do. wanted to eat yeah. um, and watch his dog. Yeah, so, and yep. Units needs to sleep and eat. <clears throat> yeah, because he's about to pass out. Yep, so it's just us. It's just the adults. Uh... <laughs> I love how you refer to yourself as an adult. Hey, you and I are the same age. True. Yep. We're Technically, the I'm the oldest. You are the oldest by a couple weeks. Uh, anyways, uh, so yeah, it's just me and Pookie today, which is be fine, because then I know how to not talk over people when I need to not. All right. So uh, we've got a lot of, we actually had a lot of stories. Uh, I, I was talking... I was joking on Twitter earlier that I, I don't like to use the term slow news week, but uh, there were news outlets relinking articles they wrote in 2013 today for some reason. 2013? Yeah, 2013. Uh, which like, hmm. <laughs> I don't know why you're doing that because I found a ton of stuff to talk about. <clears throat> for instance, the first one, and actually I'm really glad that I have you on the on the podcast for this one, uh, Five Nights at Freddy at Five Gosh. Nights at Freddy's World, the uh, RPG, the uh, J- JRPG style uh, turn-based RPG that um, Scott Cawthorn made, uh, has been pulled from Steam, and refunds have been made available for everyone who purchased a copy of it. Why? Uh, so he, uh, following last Friday's apology that he rushed the published f- uh, to publish uh, Five Nights at Freddy's World too early, creator Scott Cawthorn pulled his game from Steam, unhappy with the quality of the title. Despite positive fan reception, Cawthorn is currently working with Valve to allow users to refund the title regardless of how much time they spent playing it. Um, his reasoning, he actually posted a reasoning in the discussion thread for Five Nights at Freddy's 4 on Steam. It says, hi everyone, I wanted to make a post about the fate of Five Nights at Freddy's World. Even though the game had a very positive rating with 87%, I was not satisfied with the reviews and ratings it was getting. <clears throat> for that reason, I decided to remove the game from Steam. I've also asked Valve to make it, make it so that the game can be refunded regardless of the amount of time it has been owned, meaning that anyone can get a refund at any time. It may take them a while to set that up, but it will be in place soon. I'm still going to work on Five Nights at Freddy's World and polish it up. I'm busy creating a fully 3D overworld for the game. When I'm ready to update the game, I will replace the demo currently on Game Jolt with the full game. From this point forward, the game will always be free. I appreciate your support, and I encourage you, blah, 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 blah. Um, so it's, it, it, it's interesting. Um, <clears throat> it, basically, he, he released the game really early, and it wasn't up to the standards he wanted it to be at, so he pulled it back and refunded everybody and apologized for it. Now, this wouldn't be a news article if it wasn't for the fact that that never happens. Uh, in fact, along the same timeline, uh, Warner Brothers released a PC port of... Uh, what? How did I forget the name of the game? I'm really bad at this. Um, 
they've they've released a PC port of a game that's not Arkham Knight. Um, Hang on, let me find this. Uh, but the, anyways, they, well, I mean, I can actually go to Arkham Knight. They released, so the PC port of Batman Arkham Knight uh, was released, according to everybody's reports and opinions, way too early, and it was super buggy. Um, so what uh, what Warner Brothers did, after people had already paid full, you know, full $60 price for the game, was remove the game from Steam not admit that they had removed the game from Steam, and then sell it again as a special edition later for full price. Like, months later at full price. Uh, and that's that's sort of like the standard operating procedure for big for big industry game publishers. So that's really the, that's really the big reason why this is a new story. I think I'm reading the article right now also. I, I think the way he went about it was really well done. Yeah. I mean, he admitted that he made a mistake, and he's refunding everyone, and they're even going to put up the game for free. Yeah. So, I feel like he didn't do anything wrong there. I mean, no. he's... It, it, you don't often see people admitting that they've made mistakes. Nope. So, I'm actually really surprised and impressed that he did that. Like if his if his games didn't scare the shit out of us, <laughs> <laughs> I I still love watching people play the games. I just didn't realize how stressful actually playing the game is. Mm -hmm. He's very good at creating stress responses. Yes. Um, which I mean, applaud the guy because he's really good at what he does, and and I think that when. People often, when they when they when they reach a level of success that Scott Cawthorn has has reached, with such a simple concept, they don't often, you know, admit to mistakes. Like um, people who have who are like 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 for instance Jonathan Blow, uh, who's a, a game publisher, a game developer and publisher who released a, who's released, I think three games grand total maybe. Mm -hmm. um, and he gets mad at people because they don't quote unquote understand his vision and understand his games. Um, like he gets he gets like insulting and mad, and it's like this this guy has you know been just as successful on more games and is still fairly humble at least in this approach. So I respect that. Yeah, as do I. So yeah, that that was a little short one. Um, I haven't played it myself. I was going to play it, and then I then I found out that it's been pulled. So I was like, "Oh, well, that's a thing." Um, another. What were you gonna play Five Nights at Freddy's, Freddy's World. World? Yeah, because it's it's not a it's a it's a RPG, which is up my alley. <gasps> oh, yeah, okay. It's, it's not a horror. It's not a horror game. Uh, in other news, Mighty Number no. Nine has been delayed again. Uh, so Mighty Number no. Nine, for those of you that don't know, is a um, is a game brought uh, being brought to us by the creator uh, Keiji Inafune, uh, who <clears throat> was the original creator of Mega Man. Uh, and after leaving Capcom and he and going independent, he he basically he made a Kickstarter to launch, or he made a launch of a Kickstarter to re uh, make Mighty Number no. Nine, which is effectively Mega Man. Like he's just making Mega Man, but under a different name, and it's really cool. It's really popular. It 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 you know it 
blasted the shit out of every Kickstarter that had come before it, made tons and tons of money, and then has been delayed repeatedly, delayed repeatedly, and delayed repeatedly. And, like, uh, Keiji Inafune tried to do a second Kickstarter for a second game before this game has even come out. Yeah, the second card, the second, the second one, you know, failed miserably because people like we haven't seen you produce anything with the money we gave you the first time. So uh, that that's kind of a it's sort of becoming a trend, like for for uh, you know everything everything that is internal in life, death, taxes, and my number nine being delayed. So. I don't know. I don't know what your opinions are on uh, Kickstarter or on Kickstarter games that haven't been I, produced yet. I apologize. I am not familiar with right. Mighty Number. No. I I'm looking it up right now. That's yeah. the silence is me reading. No problem. <laughs> um, I think that I think the, the the story here isn't necessarily about Mighty Number no. Nine as much as it is about people kickstarting things and then not delivering. <laughs> so on the Five Nights thing, they released it too soon. And pulled it back, and this one is just being dragged out. Yeah, over and over. And how, over. how long has it been? Well, let me let me look up. Uh, let me let me oh, let me um, do some investigative I journaling. See, I see. It says the delay was from fall of 2015 uh, to February 9th of 2016, and now it's being delayed being, to spring 2016. Uh, how many times have they delayed this game? I have no idea. I think two or three times. This is either the second or third time. No. This is the third or fourth time that they've delayed it. Okay. that That's getting to be ridiculous. Yeah, it was originally announced in 2013. Have they apologized for this at all? No. They haven't made, like, a formal announcement or uh, an apology or... It just says... They've explained it. They have, the announcement says... The reason for the delay is rooted in bugs inside the network mogs and specific, sp- specifically problems with matchmaking. There are two large reasons for this problem. One of them being, uh, they, they, they explain why they're delaying it, but there's not like a, we apologize or anything like that. Uh, the release date, there's no new release date. It's just the statement is, we expect it to realistically be in spring 2016. <coughs> which they've said a couple times. it'll get pushed this summer. Yeah, the, um, I think the ending, let me see. It raised, so the, the, the campaign ended, the Kickstarter campaign ended October 1st, 2013. They raised $3.8 million to produce this game. Mm-hmm. An additional, additional $200,000 was donated via PayPal after the Kickstarter ended. Uh, and then I believe they did a second Kickstarter or a second, they did a second round of fundraising, and then it got backed by a company. So it's 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 raised a ton of money, but we've seen almost nothing for it. So yeah, <laughs> I, I sorry, I no, it's okay. It's I I think this is kind of ridiculous. Yeah, <laughs> it's like you know. I'm gonna, I understand their bugs, but are these guys not doing their jobs? Or I have no idea. I have no idea what is taking so long, and they're not really telling. Like, like saying that there's a few bugs in it is is one thing. And, and to be fair, I don't mind a game being delayed for bugs, but this game's been delayed like three times now. 
for... It's really going to say bugs. something for when it's actually released. I mean, it better be a really good game. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably going to start messing up once it's released. Immediately, yeah. Yeah. So uh, there's that. And, and I'd like... Uh, I think that's kind of silly, but so the next article that we have, and like I said, we've got a lot of small ones. We're going to get to the big, like big topic articles in a bit. Um, mm-hmm. The next small one is Donald Rumsfeld has released a mobile solitaire game called Churchill Solitaire. Uh, <laughs> so I'm not sure really how to approach this. Uh, What's it called again? Churchill Solitaire. It's a free-to-play solitaire title with various microtransactions installed. Um, When you say solitaire, you mean like the card game, right? It's... Yes, but it's Churchill Solitaire, which is apparently different. Uh, Okay. I don't know why. Like Winston Churchill? Yeah, Winston Churchill. Okay. Yeah. So the article here is, uh, Churchill Solitaire starts with a montage of Winston Churchill, the famed British Prime Minister, pacing and smoking, spliced between clips of tanks and boats on their way to the battle in World War II. Remind you, this is a Solitaire game. Uh Uh-huh. Apparently, Churchill played this version of Solitaire during World War II to improve his strategic thinking. It's, it's, it's Solitaire. Like, it's a, it's a different, it's not normal Solitaire, but it's Solitaire. Um, it's available for, f- like, like... How, how is it not normal solitaire? I, I mean, like, spider solitaire is different from regular solitaire. Uh, right. Like, it's, it's, a, it's a variant. Um, the thing that I find interesting is that, uh, most people will know Donald Rumsfeld as a, uh, Speaker of the House in Republican administration, uh, Republic, uh, and various Republican administrations, uh, throughout the years in the U.S. Um, I... It's strange for him to um, just randomly go into video games because he doesn't need to work for the rest of his life because he was, you know, a defense secretary and uh, a number of other things in in, in, in the White House. Um, but one of the me- so he he communicated with the development company mostly through a series of memos, and one of the memos read uh, when, when talking about updates to the game. Um, when we're when we're updating the game, it doesn't seem to move forward. It just seems to acquire more bugs. We should try it's making solitaire. a version. We should try making a version that doesn't have as many bugs. It, it's solitaire. <laughs> it's like first of all, how do you fuck up solitaire? You click on the cards and they go places. Like I, I imagine, I imagine programming a decent solitaire game might be a, might be a bit of a challenge, but there's fifty thousand of them all over the place. I've got I like my computer came preloaded with it. I can't imagine it's too terribly difficult. Maybe it was the interaction with all the microtransactions. But apparently, uh, apparently there are two hundred deals on offer, and for five bucks you can unlock them all as well as a randomized deal mode. Deal meaning a set shuffling and dealing of the cards for you to attempt to solve. Yeah, so it's, it's like, it's puzzle solitaire. It's not regular solitaire. Okay. Yeah, it... it I, I'm looking at some of the images for this right now. Most of the images are 
Winston Churchill and Solitaire. I really don't yeah. have. I really don't have anything else to say. I don't think that. I don't think that news article needs anything else to say. <laughs> you just present it. <laughs> move on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So now let's get into the meat of this news week. Um, we got a report out of the University of Southern California, uh, the top video game. This, top video game design school in the United States as ranked by the Princeton Review that women outnumber men in its game design graduate program hmm. 12 to 7 wow in, in, in 2011 USC had 15 men and 5 women in its graduate program in 2015 12 women 7 men and this is the first time in history that that has been the case and it carries over to the undergraduate program as more and more women are entering the field making the you know gradually introducing more and more female game designers to the industry now female game designers have a lot of barriers to entry not just in that you know going to a school for game design you're going to be surrounded by guys like you're going to be surrounded by men and for that's a lot of the women, image can, I think. Yeah, and for a lot of women, that that by itself can be very uncomfortable. When when you're the only girl in a class full of seventeen guys, right? You know, um, but so that that alone is a barrier to entry. In addition to that, there's also the the attitude that the internet has against f- women in the games industry. It's very split, and this whole you know like the whole Gamergate thing um, is sort of a, a cancerous symptom of that that sort of uh this is our sandbox how dare you come play in it attitude that some male gamers have Um, i i also feel like you don't really hear about many women in video game industry there aren't a lot and the ones that you do hear about are folks like zoe quinn who the like she just wanted to make video games and then her ex-boyfriend started saying bad things about her and whether or not they were true he didn't have a, he didn't have the right to say them in, in a public forum and half the internet decided that she was a slut and a whore who slept for her game's ratings <sighs> and that spawned gamergate as a movement like gamergate the gamergate movement spawned from that it's like that 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 is a very big barrier to entry um women like women in the games industry because there are so few of them they are easy targets and mm-hmm. so they get targeted by people who have nothing better to do in their life than make life shitty for other people so but the, the, this is a really good step forward uh the more like the more visibility there is of women in women in the games industry the less that will be an issue. I mean, there's definitely uh, power in numbers there. Yeah, because like you, you, you can attack two or three people that are by themselves. You can't realistically attack fifty people by yourself. I mean, you don't have to play the games they work on. Yeah, but well, that's <laughs> you can. You, what you mean? You cannot play something you don't like? Yes. That's a revolutionary idea. Exactly. So as a as a as a person who's fairly new into gaming and and who has been playing mostly games that have been designed by like there there are a few like Mass Effect Fallout they have female designers and developers but for the most part it's been mostly a masculine eye uh, 
in the design aspect, does that make you look forward to playing new games, or do you care at all, or what, what's what's your initial reaction to the idea that now there's going to be, you know, at least for this graduate class, there's going to be almost double the amount of women developers as there are men? Oh. Honestly, I really haven't played many games, yeah. so it's difficult for me to say. And I'm, I'm interested in playing any games that I haven't played before, which would be all of them, basically. So that's, um, I don't really mind the male aspect of it, the how it's mostly been men working on it, but. I love that now all of these women have gone into that field. Yeah. Like, that's actually, that's something that really surprised me. Because also, getting into video games, I really haven't seen that many girl gamers. They exist. They, I mean, they, they, there, are, there are quite a few of them. They're just not very visible. Like, I've heard so, some of my friends like, oh, yeah, I occasionally play this or this, you know, when the guys are over. But I don't really know any not many girls who play because they want to play a game yeah that's true and i mean that has made made me feel a little isolated so i'm i love the fact that more women are entering the field yeah and showing that it's not just guys yeah yeah, it, it's, it certainly is a male-heavy demographic. Um, but there are, actually, I believe statistics have shown that there are, an either it's either equal or is there's actually more women playing video games now than men. Um, but it, it can feel like there aren't because men are big and loud and disgusting. <laughs> uh, you're not that disgusting. <laughs> you are big and loud, though. Yeah. Well. Uh but yeah, uh, no, I, I think this is a really great step forward. I think it'll, I think it'll be, I think it'll be the, the the more whether or not you care about who's developing the game, and not you personally, but anybody, whether or not you care about who or the gender the the gender identity or the gender diversity of the development team behind your game is whatever whatever it is, whatever it may be, um, it's still important to have that variety of opinion. Because no matter how well a guy might think he understands women, no matter how well a guy might actually understand women, fundamentally he's not female. And fundamentally he's not going to have that. And, I, and I'm, 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 I'm speaking gender, gender uh, cisgender male, not, not transgender, specifically male who identi- men who identify as male. Um, right. Men that were born that way. Well, also. that yeah, that born male and identify male. Um, oh, I'm sorry, you said transgender. Yeah, I, I said cis first, and then not trans is what I was trying to. I was like cisgendered, not transgender, uh, is what I'm specifically talking about because okay. that's the majority of, of game designers are cisgendered males. Um, no matter how well they, no matter how empathetic or how you know well they understand. Uh, the female view, they will never fully understand it. And so having that variety of opinion and having that ability to say, hey, here's what I'm thinking, does it match up with what you think, is good. And will make for better, well-rounded game games and game characters. Yeah, I agree. Um, so yeah, that I, thought, so that I thought that was really exciting. And I look forward to seeing 
I look forward to seeing, you know, not only what they put out, but how that starts to make it, you know, the, how, how that starts to turn against the, the sort of backlash of being a female in the game industry. Mm-hmm. Um, in other news, speaking of things that have been getting delayed, Star Wars Episode Eight is delayed. I, I've heard about this. I actually yep. know about this. Yep, Star Wars Episode Eight it will will now hit theaters December fifteenth, instead of the original, um, the originally intended. Sorry, December fifteenth of twenty seventeen. Yeah. As opposed to May of twenty seventeen, which was the original release date. Now, did they? I didn't read the whole article. Did they say why it's being delayed? Uh, according to a statement released from Disney and Lucasfilm, Star Wars Episode Eight, originally intended for the release in May 2017, will now be hitting theaters on December 15th. While no reason was given for the new release date, Disney did make sure to highlight the continued success of The Force Awakens. As of today, the movie has earned more than $861 million in the United States and $1.8 billion worldwide. So no, they, they did not give a reason. Uh, typically with film... Delays tend to be uh, cast issues, mm-hmm. um, post-processing issues. Now, money. I know that they were actually only recently casting um, one of the lead roles. Yeah. So if they just recently cast something, like, like if they can theoretically film all the scenes that, that, does, that have, doesn't have that person in, but if that person is already in a contract with something and they really want them, uh, mm-hmm. then they have to wait until that contract is up. Um, for whatever reason, like if that person is currently doing a season of a TV show, they have to wait till that the, till that season wraps before they can have them. Um, so that that is probably the most considering that they haven't said why. That's probably the big reason um, is that they somebody somebody has a contract conflict and they have to wait until that's no longer a conflict. Because um, post processing doesn't really have too many things that will cause a delay. And pre-production doesn't really have too many things that'll cause a delay. It's mostly production that causes the delay. Which, no. uh, I mean, I really liked Force Awakens, so I, I look forward. I to loved it. Eight. Yeah. I um, I I felt like it was a good medium between the first. I'm sorry, between four, five, and six, and one, two, and three. <laughs> Throws me off right there. I thought I think I think it definitely was a very good homage to to episode four, uh, mm-hmm. and and still you know regardless of quality of the first three of of, of episodes one two and three um, the technology was still good and impressive. I um, enjoyed one two and three. I mean I did too. I enjoyed them as a spectacle. I did not enjoy them as a well written movie. <laughs> I mean, going back and watching them, they, I, like, I mean, the, yeah. spe- the spectacle was fun. The, spe- no, the spectacle was fun. The spectacle was fantastic. The writing wasn't great. Uh, I, I enjoyed the third one, I think. <laughs> uh, thinking back to the writing, I'm like, well, well the third one was, was okay. Yeah. Maybe think, the first two, not so much. I think the second one, I, for me, the second one, I think, was probably my favorite of the three. Uh, and the, the first one, I think that kid was just freaking annoying. <laughs> I'm like the only person on the planet that didn't actually mind him as Anakin. Oh, he drove me nuts. Like, he was not my problem with the movie. <laughs> oh. No, chlorians was my problem with the movie. Ah. Uh, but no, okay, so so 
yeah, I, I really enjoyed Force Awakens. I think it was a very good. I think it was a very good and loving homage to Episode Four. Um, they, they they do have a different director for Episode Eight, so uh, I'm 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 hoping that the trend continues, uh, and that because because uh, you know uh, Episode the way Episodes Four, Five, and Six worked was Episode Four was directed by George Lucas. Uh, and it was the hero's the hero's journey retold. Episode five was directed by a different, better, more experienced director, and what had a much bigger budget and was a much you know more cohesive story to stand alone on its own. And then episode six tied the whole thing together, also by a different director, also with a much bigger budget, also a better story told. Um, the 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 prequel trilogy did not follow that pattern, unfortunately. But uh, hopefully this one will, and 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 episode eight will be even better than episode seven because episode seven was great, and I can't wait to have it on. I can't wait to get the extended version. Oh uh, yeah, I can't wait to see the extended scenes. Oh yeah, I I really enjoyed that one. All right, so next up on the docket, uh, Obsidian is uh, Obsidian is releasing a digital version of the Pathfinder Adventures card game uh, coming in March. And this is yet another, uh, not yet another Wizards of the Coast property becoming a virtual game, um, and also, uh, oh no, sorry, no, it's Pathfinder, not Wizards of the Coast property. Sorry, uh, this is the first. Is this, I think this is the first Pathfinder game to be digitized. I think I can't think of any other Pathfinder video games off the top of my head. So this is actually the first one, which I'm interested in because Obsidian does good work. Obsidian makes good games. Um, I'm interested. I'm, I'm, I've never actually played the Pathfinder Adventure card game in reality. I don't know if you have. I don't play many card games. Yeah, I, I don't. I, I've never played the card game itself. We've both played Pathfinder. Um, yes. So I, I, I've never actually played the card game. Maybe this game will be what gets me into it. Um, one of the big one of the big things that holds a lot of people back from getting into card games is availability of people to play with and availability of cards. And we live out in the suburbs, so we live in the weird half wealthy, half poor suburbs too. So it's like, yeah, it's hard to find any sort of cohesion. Yeah, like I mean, I drive like five minutes up the road. There are like little mini mansions. Yeah, I drive five minutes down the road. There are trailers. Yeah, same here. So, and, and it, it, we we live we live in sort of a part of the country where it's hard to find. And that's remember why you you know, for you not being able to find a whole lot of other female gamers, is just uh, probably has a lot to do with the fact of where we live. You know. Yeah, trying to explain to the girls at work what I go home and do on Fridays. <laughs> it's called a live stream, what now? Never mind. I stream video games <laughs> on the internet. Yeah. And- well, and then, like, whenever you say that, they're like, oh, like like Mario or something? Yes, exactly like Mario. <laughs> yeah, or, or like, oh, well, I play, like, the little Wii fitness games. No, just... That's not, no. Yeah, my my approach to that has always been, yeah, that's good, because the more encouraging I am, the more likely they are to play more games. I feel like that's 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 a big issue out here, at least, because um, we, we live in the south, in the suburbs, 
where the big pastimes are God and football. Um, and both combined. And both combined. As they often do at our church. Yeah. And so it it it's sort of it's really hard if if you're in if you're big into those things to branch out. Uh, it's very it becomes very inclusive and insular very very quickly, especially in the South, um, where you know college rivalries run deep and um, church rivalries run deeper. Uh, you know, I, yes. I I live in a place where I can walk five minutes and hit eleven churches. I've counted. Um, so it's like it, it it's hard when when you're in that sort of environment to in, to you know feel comfortable to try something new uh, because your whole family doesn't. So I always try to be very encouraging to people who who maybe only play mobile games on their phone. And because my my philosophy has always been, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what you play; it matters that you play. Mm-hmm. Um, so, baby steps, and we can change the world. <laughs> so, maybe, and and this is this is the exact same thing. This is the exact thing. Is like games like this, the Pathfinder Adventure card game, will get somebody into playing the Pathfinder Adventure card game. It might be me. But it'll get somebody to do that. And and I find I really enjoy games like that. I really enjoy games that act as a gateway to games. So I mean, we've talked about we've talked about that with, with things like the Betrayal of the House on the Hill being a gateway to RPGs. <laughs> uh, yeah. I apologize, I'm not I'm I apologize, I'm not familiar with a lot of these things. That's fine. That's your reaction I'm, is what I want. I'm still learning. <laughs> so this next one is going to be something that you 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 will be familiar with. Uh, Total Biscuit has uh, quit the internet. Um, well, not 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 quit the internet, but has has disconnected himself from social media. Uh, Total Total Biscuit, also known as John Bain, is a internet content producer uh, who produces uh, video of uh, videos and streams uh, through YouTube and Twitch, and you know has has this this shtick of being you know fairly angry at 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 he's called the Angry Brit is is another one of his uh, his, <laughs> his things. Um, he gets angry at he gets angry at things in the games games industry, and he, and he talks about them, and he comments on them, and he and he you know try does his best to to release videos that make things better. Not everybody, not you know, not everybody sees eye to eye with him. He doesn't see eye to eye with everybody else. That's fine. Everybody has their own opinions. Um, but uh, earlier this past year, he was diagnosed with cancer, um, <sighs> terminal uh, terminal cancer, and. He's been fighting it, uh, watching, you know, uh, he's been actually doing uh, doing an admirable job of reducing the tumor growth uh, in, in uh, through cancer treatments. So um, wish him the best of luck with that. But the big thing is, because he is such a vitriolic character, his fan base and the community around him tends to be equally vitriolic. Like, which, considering it's the internet, it means even more than normal. And... It got to the point where he was just being too stressed out uh, to deal with it anymore. Um, and in his own words, you know, the stress will kill him faster. And if he's, you know, if he if he only has a couple of years left to live, he's going to live them not getting stressed out over the things he loves. Um, right. 
so he's he's made that choice to disconnect himself from the internet and and I think the the, the topic there is talking about dealing with stress. Uh, we have a lot of experience with that. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. As a group, uh, as a group, we're all actors. First of all, secondly, we, you know, you're a teacher. My wife is a teacher. Uh, I do IT, and I've been in. Re- and we've all had, except for William, we've all had retail jobs. Uh, I, I haven't had a retail job. Have you not had a retail job? No, really? I I have I started as a teacher and that's all I do. Huh, lucky you. <laughs> Giant air quotes. Like um, <laughs> Austin probably has the least stressful job in that he's a baker, but he's the head baker for special needs. He's the baker. Yeah, he's the baker. He's the only baker they have. That's why he panics if he can't go into work. Yeah. So, while while he has the least stressful job, it does not make it not a stressful job. Um, and then. In addition to all of that, we are, we are all, you know, very aggressive, competitive personalities getting together to make content for the internet um, and try our best to be entertaining and try our best to be insightful and try our best to, 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 uh, to make in- interesting content that people want to watch and, and, and want to donate money to, to us to keep doing. Um, there's a lot of stress in that. And you know, a lot of a lot of the times it comes out at each other. All the time. Yeah, uh, we get stressed out at each other, and we have to, you know, we have to, we have to deal with that. And I think this is a good opportunity to talk about dealing with stress because, you know, the way Total Biscuit has decided to deal with it is to, you know, shut it out, which is a completely acceptable way of dealing with stress. Mm-hmm. Uh, but sometimes you can't. Sometimes you can't shut it out. Sometimes the person stressing you out is your brother or is your best friend. Your husband. Or is your husband or is your wife. And you can't just, you know, walk into another room and shut the door forever. So let's talk about well, – let's, let's start with you. Let's talk about some of the ways that you deal with stress. Um, my ways of dealing with stress are not good. Huh? I mean – they usually involve me in the fetal position for a few hours. <laughs> <laughs> or screaming, or, you know, I have access to a whole lot of weapons in this house. Hey, hey, that's perfectly healthy. What are you talking about? Um, actually, one of, the, one of my more recent ways that I handle stress is I go out back and I shoot some archery. That's that's not only a good source of stress relief, but also a good way to hone your skills. And, and I've actually gotten very good at it. Yeah. So I, oftentimes it's after speaking with my parents. But, <laughs> you know, it's, it's become a good outlet. But also um, video games have become a good outlet. Because mm-hmm. sometimes I just need to shoot something. Yeah. 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 Uh, Video game, video games, and music are mine, um, mm-hmm. and and writing. Uh, and those are those are my two, my my three big big things. And and quite often I do them together. I'll uh, I'll sit down and I'll play, uh, I'll play The Old Republic, or I'll play you know Fallout, or I'll play something that I have on my computer or on my PS4, and I'll I'll turn the volume on the game down low. And I'll pull up Pandora to a, whatever channel I'm feeling like at that moment. It's mm-hmm. either uh, 
B.O.B. and other R&B artists, or it's 90s alt rock, or something like something that's something that has a lot of aggression and anger and and that sort of catharsis in it, um, and uh, crank that up and just play and not think about anything, not focus on anything, not do anything other than play the game. I do that with uh, painting. Yeah. That that's my other. That's when. When, when I get very angry, I do something like video games or archery. But if I need to calm down from something, that's when I paint. <clears throat> yeah. Because that calms me down the fastest. And it's the best way without any bloodshed. <laughs> yeah, my, mine is just because I, I, I have a very high blood pressure. Because I'm Italian and Cuban. <laughs> uh, it's natural. It's genetic, unfortunately. Um, I, uh, my grandfather died of a heart attack, uh, of heart problems. So it's like, that's further down the road if I don't, you know, take care of my blood pressure. Um, and I get angry very easily and I get very angry after I, like when I start getting angry, it just starts going and going and going and going. And I do my best to control that and not let it loose on people because if I do, I'll kill somebody and I don't want to do that. Not only because I'd go to jail, but also because there's a lot of legal paperwork involved, and I don't want to deal with that. Yeah, it takes a while. Paperwork is a pain. Uh, so I, I, you know, I, I, I vent. I, I, I vent verbally, emotionally, physically. Uh, punch a hole. In, I've punched holes in walls. Uh, <laughs> I've punched mattresses until my knuckles are bloody. Uh, I play video games. Video games is the number one source of my because. I can let all of that aggression out into the game without hurting anybody, without hurting myself, without hurting somebody else. I can, I can channel that rage, that, that, that inexhaustible rage that I get into murdering hundreds of thousands of people. And I think um, being someone who grew up with my mother telling me that video games cause violence and everything, I think that sometimes they help prevent it. Oh, most definitely. Because most people, there's, I'm sure there's a large number of people that use that as an outlet. Mm -hmm. They do. Uh, I am one of them. Uh, Shadow Course is one of them. I know dozens of hundreds of people who do that. Like the majority of the, the, there, there are there are scientific studies that link video game playing with lowering levels of aggression. Mm -hmm. Like because you ha because you have an outlet a safe and, and controlled outlet to release that pressure um, <laughs> that you can... In, in, in fact, a lot of the video game-related violence of the 90s, if you go back and look at the stories of whenever somebody was injured or hurt or killed over a video game, it almost invariably ends up with the story being... X person was trying to take Y person away from the game, mm -hmm. and they just snapped. And in my mind, what that is, is you tried to close the pressure valve before all the pressure was released. Yeah. Like, you, you know, you, you, have a, you have a steam vent venting out steam, and you blocked it before it could vent. Um, and I feel like if you hadn't, and if there wasn't that sort of, that, that, that as a misconception 
of rather than oh the reason he snapped was because he hadn't finished venting out what anger he already had the misconception was oh the game caused him to get this anger therefore the game caused it and that led to people doing that and saying no you can't do this because it's bad for you and then it sort of escalated you know mm-hmm. it sort of turned into a thing where uh, it's like you 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 had you were right you were correct in thinking that the two things were linked but they were linked in the wrong way from what you were thinking um, but yeah like and, and that, that's sad and, and we're, we're now in a, we're now in a world where that that idea has changed um, yes and if, if it, like <laughs> that's how I do stress that's how I keep myself from having a heart attack I mean it's how a lot of people do it but it, it, it becomes a problem when the source of your de-stressing becomes your stress. Um, yeah, that's... I, I was reading the article about him. That's Well, number one, it's very sad that he, he has cancer. Yeah. Because I feel like lately we have lost so many people to cancer. Oh, yeah. Oh, we always have. It's just... It's... It becomes more, it becomes more evident as time goes by. Yeah. And that something that you love so much that you've been doing for so long is causing you that kind of pain that you have to quit it. That just, I I think that's very sad. Yeah, I think that it sucks. (laughs) Yeah. Like, I I can't, actually, no, I can't imagine it because I've been at that point where doing theater because theater is another thing that I, I haven't done theater in a while. Like I now, uh, lately I've only done like one show a year. Um, but theater is a thing that I do. Is another thing that I do to de-stress. Oh yeah, same here. And though I don't know if I do it to de-stress. <laughs> I think I do it because I love it. I mean, yeah, I love it, and that's what helps me de-stress. Uh, it tends to stress me sometimes, though. I know, yeah, and that, that's like it got to the point where at, at at one theater that I was going to, like all of the back and forth drama, not even that I was involved with, but the drama of other people that that wasn't that I wasn't involved in, but that was just happening around me, was stressing me out so bad that I had to take a break, and like the the thing that I do to de stress was stressing me out. And fortunately, I, you know, I found a way to continue doing that and in, in, in going to other theaters and, and doing, you know, I, I feel like streaming is, is definitely a form of acting, or at least it's a form of entertainment. Um, have you, have you, have, I, I, I know you're feeling it because you're, you're so new to streaming and gaming, that, that sort of duality of trying to be entertaining and trying to play the game at the same time. Yes. <laughs> that, that can be kind of stressful. Um, yeah. Uh, and, and especially when you, when you when you get into the game and you suddenly realize you haven't been talking for the past half hour. <laughs> yeah, why um, is it? I played on my own for a while two weeks ago, yeah. I believe, and, and that was when I realized I wasn't really talking. But often, oftentimes, what's been so stressful is, and I, when I was playing Overlord, I had uh, Austin and William each on one side of me. Like a devil angel thing. Only it was a pair of devils. And, well, I just hear, all right, go right, 
no, he's wrong, go left. No, 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 she needs to go right. No, 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 she needs to go left. And there's not a map on Overlord. Yeah. So <laughs> it, it got kind of kind of stressful yep. at some points. Yep. And, and that's now just imagine that, but duplicated by a thousand and in the chat constantly. Yeah. And that's the level of stress that some people have to deal with. Um especially as as you know and as we get as you know fortunately we 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 are not quite popular enough yet to have to deal with that but in my channel in in, in my streams I do get people coming in trying to you know trying to troll me you mm-hmm. know, just just coming in just being a dick and then leaving or getting banned um it doesn't I'm so used to people in real life doing that to me, though, that it doesn't really affect me. But I can understand how, you know, that's I can understand how people stress people out. Um, and I also know that, you know, when when I'm doing a thing that I love as a job, for a lot of people, that can ruin the thing that you love as a stress relief. Mm-hmm. Like when you play games for a living, and, and I don't play games nearly as much as other people do for a living. But when you when you play games for a living. It stops becoming a source of stress relief and starts becoming a source of stress. Um, and I think that there are only a few ways to deal with it at that point, and that is to to eliminate the factors of it that are making you stressed, or to find something else to de-stress. Um, you know, we're fortunate in that we have multiple options available to us. Uh, we, you know, we play we play D and D. And sometimes that's a source of stress, but not quite as often as others. Yeah. Um, and that's easier to deal with because at that point, the source of stress are the five or six people around you. Well, I feel like, you know, that like last night, I mean, we sat down, we talked about it. Yeah. We, we talked about what we wanted out of the game and, and that's, that's helpful. Yeah. We, we, when we, you can just sit down and talk it through and deal with the stress. We were able to have that conversation, but when mm-hmm. you know when you have a when you have an audience of a thousand, two thousand, five thousand, ten thousand, twenty thousand, fifty thousand, you can't Which really hopefully invite one day. Over. Hopefully one day, maybe who knows. Um, but when when you have an audience that big, that's hard to do. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm I'm actually quite impressed with uh, Loading Ready Run, the people who you know in, inspired a lot of what we do. Um, their uh, forums and their community is so accommodating and so nice to be a part of uh, that I sometimes forget the way the rest of the internet behaves. Um, And a lot of the people that watch us are from that community. So we have that sort of buffer um, to, to, we have these people who, who have been, you know, who have helped create a community that is full of people that are genuine and, and nice and kind and helpful and supportive. Um, we have a lot of those people in our chat and, and dealing with us on a regular basis. Um, and in a way, I think, I think that probably is probably the, the biggest way of, of dealing with stressful stress on the internet is to find a group of people like that um find a group of people who who want you to be okay who want you to to not be stressed who want you to you know let your hobby still be your hobby even if you're doing it for a living um and i hope i hope total biscuit finds that i hope he finds uh what he needs to 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 
to deal with that stress because he needs it. Yes. You know, because he, he's married and ha- he, he, he's married and has children. So it's like he has he has this whole group of people relying on him outside of what he does for a living um, mm-hmm. that he needs to <clears throat> fight that cancer for. So I wanted to, uh, to you know, talk about that for a bit and, and hopefully, hopefully, you know, uh, other people will, the, the thing that I put on a blog a while back was find, find whatever it is that makes you de-stress and, and, and do it, you know, find it. If you don't have one, there's tons of places to look books, games, music, art, theater, um, LARPing. Yeah, you know, that's another one. Yeah, LARPing, role-playing, just find a good group of people and, and, and de-stress. Because there are a thousand and one ways stress can kill you. And it's not worth it. No, it's not. It really isn't. <sighs> so, one more story All to, right. to, to bring us up and out of that. Yeah, then that um, kind of depressed me. Yeah, we we, we don't we, we don't want to leave on a low note. Um. So there is gameplay footage of Linkle. Oh gosh. <laughs> oh. So whether 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 or not I'm really you, glad on Austin isn't here for yes, this. Whether or not you like her name. Whether or not you like the name, the the, the name that will inevitably be changed, uh, of Linkle, uh, she's a she's a really cool character, and and they've they've released a nine minute gameplay footage of her, quite frankly, being a badass in uh, Legend in, in Hyrule Warriors Legends. Um, it, you you can find it if you if you Google nine minutes Linkle gameplay footage, you'll you'll find it. Um, it's it's her being played in in the upcoming Hyrule Warriors Legends. And she is wrecking face. Um, just as you know, she she uses she dual wields crossbows and has actually a very a very well designed outfit. It's not at all. It's not like it's not more feminine than Link's outfit. It's a little red rob. It's a little like little Red Riding Hood ish, uh, in in that she has a hood with a shoulder cape. But the rest of her outfit is very much in line with Link's outfit, with 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 male Link's outfit, um, and so she's she's well she's a well designed character, looks good. Her combat is amazingly awesome. Does she dual wield crossbows? Dual wields crossbows. That is amazing. I I just looked her up. Yeah. No, I do like her outfit. Like her her outfit is 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 fantastic and like I said her combat is 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 a, a joy to behold. She spins around blasting things with magical arrows and energy and and just wrecking face left and right. And I'm very happy that she does. Well, she looks awesome. Yeah, and I, I look forward to playing because I, I believe she's going to be available in the next Legend of Zelda uh in the in the Legend of Zelda Wii U game that's coming out sometime question mark mm-hmm. uh but i i look forward to playing as her as a main character because she's you know she's now now they've shown her being competent um because that happened especially in 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 warrior style games there are characters that are less fun to play as than others and quite often they're the female characters um like in in dynasty warriors 
the female character not all the female characters are bad but not as many of them are good and cool as the male characters um like there's one that uses a yo-yo and it's annoying as piss to use to that do yo-yo. what i mean she attacks and kills people with a yo-yo which How? conceptually is fun she beats them to death with it uh it's a large yo-yo <laughs> and, i mean i'm picturing like wrapping it around someone's throat swing and... it like a whip Okay. Swing it like a whip. Like, it, it, it's, like, the, conceptually it's a badass idea, but in practice it's more annoying than anything else. Uh, and so it was, it would have been very easy for them to make Linkle an annoying to use character. Uh, and, and, and from what she, what it looks like, it looks like she's not going to be. It looks like she's going to be a very fun to play uh, character. And, and I think fun to play and well designed will trump annoying name. Mm-hmm. I think regardless of whether or not you like the name Linkle, she's well-designed. She looks like she's going to be a blast to play. Um, you know, there's there's not much else that she needs. Link is a silly name, too, but he's also well-designed and fun to play. And I think she's going to be a good addition to the, uh, to the Legend of Zelda universe. Um, I know there are a lot of people that would have rather have played Zelda as a main character. Um, but I feel like this is this is a step in the right direction. Uh, and I look forward to playing as her. Because I'm going to. <laughs> I'm really not familiar with Legend of Zelda. That's fine. Like, I, I'm familiar with all the names because Austin loves Legend of Zelda. Yeah. I just, I've never gotten into it myself, which I might try it again. I've just never gotten into it. Well, we'll we'll get, we'll get we'll get at the very least we'll have like a we'll have a party day one day and have you play some Hyrule Warriors on my on my Wii. If I get to dual wield crossbows, I will play it. Oh yeah, you can dual wield crossbows. You could also wield a giant fuck off katana. No, no, I, I'd rather do the crossbows. <laughs> yeah, we'll 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 get you hooked up. All right. I think I think that's it for today. I think we've had a good, we've had a good a good series of conversations. Some 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 interesting news stories. Um, some fun reactions. I, I, I still am. My, my brain is still boggling at the idea of Donald Rumsfeld making a game. And yet I knew it. Like, I, I see like little videos of it, which I'm going to watch after this. It's like, and, and yet I am not surprised that it's shit. It's solitaire. I am not surprised that it's shit. (laughs) He he took a concept, the, a game that's been around for like a hundred years at least. More than that, but yeah. And is making money off of it because he put Churchill's face all over everything. And it's shit. I, How do you fuck up Solitaire? I, he, he is that good that he found a way to mess up Solitaire. Yeah. Well, anyways, if you liked our little uh, multi-topic discussion today, uh, please feel free to let us know. Uh, you can email us at films at gmail.com. You can also contact us on Twitter at Johnny Bates. Uh, Pookie now has a Twitter account, don't you? I do. Um, do you I have to actually is? find it to remember what it is. Hold on. Um, it Quick, is Pookie underscore Death Bunny. Pookie underscore Death Bunny. Yes. Um, 
All right. Uh, so, yeah. Pookie is now on Twitter. I'm on Twitter, at Johnny Bates. You can find both of us there. Feel free to follow us. Um, you can also find us on YouTube at youtube.com slash You can find us on our own website, financialfilms.com, which, by the way, you guys helped make. Thank you very much for that. Um, you can find everything that we do there, uh, but you can also find our other podcast at sinstalker.pondbean.com, which is uh, A Simpler Life, which is a Warcraft RPG actual play. Um, we've been having some audio troubles, and I think the one that's going up the one that just went up today also might have some audio problems, but I think we fixed it with the one that's going to be going up next week, so look out for that. Um, and we've also uh, also have uh, Space Cowboys, which is a Mass Effect RPG set in the act- in the uh, Dragon Age uh, system, and maybe eventually if the stars align, I'll be able to get people from Simpler Life to uh to uh join that game sometime in the future perhaps <laughs> if the stars align we will see um <clears throat> so there's that and that's also going to be going up today as well uh we do we stream on twitch.tv slash every day of the week uh william or shadow chorus streams monday through wednesday unit streams on thursday and pookie sometimes joins by units sometimes joined by shadow chorus one of these days probably joined by me I'll probably make my way over there to join oh, yeah. you one day. Yeah, you should join me one day. Um, and uh, and, and uh, streams on Fridays, uh, and then I stream Saturday and Sunday, uh, nine to noon. Uh, so check that out. I'm currently going through. I'm currently going through um, both uh, Final Fantasy Thirteen, the whole series, starting with the first one. Um, so going through Final Fantasy Thirteen, then Final Fantasy Thirteen Two, then Final Fantasy Thirteen. Uh, Lightning Returns. Uh, I'm going to be doing that on Saturdays, and then on Sunday I am currently going through the new expansion uh, Knights of the Fallen Empire on Star Wars The Old Republic. So be sure to join me for that. William is doing all the Blizzard games ever, Dark Souls, and something else. I don't know what he's going to do when he gets to the end of Blizzard games. I don't I don't know either. I also don't know what the third game he's playing is right now. Um, I, I have no idea. And uh, Units is going through uh, King's Quest. And what are you doing on your on your stream? Oh, you're talking to me. Uh, I'm sorry. You leaned away from the, the microphone. I thought you were talking to your wife. Uh, um, she doesn't stream. Uh, that was going to be my next question. Um, I'm doing Fallout 3 currently oh. on my stream. Hopefully I'll actually get through it all the way. I have screwed things up pretty, pretty good right now. So... Part so of the reason why I really want to come close with you. Okay, last week was awful. And I really stressed out last week. That's fine. You, you, you'll, be, you'll be better this week. I'm okay. confident. Okay. I don't believe you. <laughs> you'll be fine. Uh. Okay. So, yeah. so thank you all for joining us. Uh, and we will see you all again later. So say goodbye, Holly. Goodbye. Bye.